This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show just for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this bite-sized episode, Jason and Kyle share a practical tip that every e-commerce leader should know. Let's jump in. A little blog article that got leaked online and not so much leaked, it was published, but from a guy uh, we might mutually know named Jason Miles. There you go. Who, talking about Facebook, it was on McGraw-Hill's website uh, because about he's got a new book coming out here soon instagram power and this is particularly about facebook on the blog article and so we want to talk about that today and kind of hash out the yeah decline the potential decline the current decline of facebook as a a platform for marketers and just visibility and all that fun stuff. So give us a little context. Tell us a little about like what you wrote and what your thinking is behind it. Yeah. The name of the article was, is Facebook the yellow pages of 20 years ago? Ouch. And that is the, that is the $64,000 question. I think, man, you know, um, so uh, happy to, we'll link up the article in the show notes, uh, underneath them and, uh, have people look at it. But my basic argument is two, pieces of data that I think are interesting. Yeah. And you feel free to debate, but, um, you know, Pew research survey came out a month and a half ago or so. And it said basically, uh, last year, 44% of, um, 18 to 29 year olds deleted Facebook off their phone. And, and presumably believe they don't use it on their computers either, (laughs) you know, so they're done with Facebook. So that was a Pew research article came out and then it, I believe the percentage of all users that deleted it was something like 34%. I might be wrong on that one, but I know that the demographic of 18 to 29 was 44% of users. The mm-hmm. massive, massive decline in use. And so you just can't ignore that. And you could debate right. whether the survey was done properly and whether it's actually true or not. Facebook's um, you know, quarterly call was just a week and a half ago or so. And their year-over-year user growth continues to eke up slightly. So they're not acknowledging any kind of issue in that regard. This that I didn't hear anyway. Um, but the other argument that is associated in the article is the shareaholic data. That basically shows, and you can we can link to this as well. It's in the blog post. Um, that uh, referral traffic from Facebook to websites has been in a long multi-year decline. I mean, it's like since 2000. 14, I think, was the peak. Um, now, that could be deliberate on Facebook's part. They could be truncating the push off of Facebook onto other websites um, for commercial purposes. In essence, they limit the amount of traffic that leaves Facebook. Um, and they obviously want to, people to pay. Uh, and so you know, they're moving it from organic referral traffic to paid referral traffic off of Facebook. Um, that might be a fair argument to make as to why that has been a long-term multi-year serious decline. But when you put those two things together, that it begs the question, uh, is Facebook sort of like the yellow pages of 20 years ago, which was very used, a free product that is advertised, advertisement-based, huge, huge, huge circulation. Every American household got a yellow pages book. And um, but and yet the yellow pages trended out of favor 
And ultimately, I don't know of anybody that still, I don't even know if they still make the Yellow Pages book, but obviously became over time sort of outdated. Um, that's sort of the gist of the argument. And the question is, well, you know, plan B. <laughs> you know, so, so the first part is, is my argument correct? Is there this massive multi-year decline? And the other pieces that I mentioned in the article are that my own college age kids just, you know, Facebook became uninteresting them probably three years ago, four years ago. It's, I say as soon as grandma and grandpa showed up to Facebook, all the high schoolers right. and college age kids just weren't interested in right. being on there anymore. It's just awkward when your grandma comments on your, you know, post to your friends. That's just not cool. And, you know, you and I teach online marketing. And uh, we literally have students who have said they can't do a Facebook related uh, assignment because they don't have Facebook nor do they want it. And they don't want us to make them get it, which is, and so all that goes to my thesis that Facebook might be in real pro real problems, real, you know, real serious decline. Do you disagree? What's your counter? I, I, I don't I disagree on referral traffic going down. I do think it's strategic from Facebook's standpoint that they want to keep traffic on Facebook because that's where they get their ad money. Right. Like once they leave Facebook as a platform, their opportunity to deliver impressions of ads drops and therefore their opportunity to monetize their user base is declining. So that I Well there's so there's two two parts of that, right? One part is right. they don't want people to leave Facebook. Correct. So that's compare that to Pinterest, which Ben Silberman said he built Pinterest so that people would leave Pinterest to go to other websites. So they don't want people to leave Facebook, but then if they people do leave Facebook, they want it to be through a monetized ad-based click out of Facebook, yeah. right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's like, you know, you're posting your content on your feed, and if it's a linking out tool, an article or something like that, even, even just displaying your content as a brand, Facebook is prioritized, they'll say from user experience, like people want to be connected with their friends and see what their friends are doing. Um, but in reality, they want brands and businesses to pay for visibility and access to to their uh, user base, right? So yep. I don't I don't disagree with that at all. And I, I do see the younger, like you know, eighteen and under millennial and uh, Gen Gen Z um, moving off of the platform. But I think that's part of the maturing of a platform like Facebook. You know, like you mentioned, the grandpa yeah. and grandmas. Now the real question will be can Facebook sustain international growth like it has? Because international growth has sort of been the driver for not only their user-based growth um, in the last few years, but also their revenue growth. I don't think that's the real question. The well, real question is, here's the real question. Well, no, because so here's the, to me, here's the real question. Do people's long-term use case for Facebook de degrade over time? You know, like Google, I've sure. never had a reason to stop using Google. Like yeah. Google in my mind has never been like, I don't like it anymore. I, it, it bothers me. It, it, it downs my, I literally have people in my family, I won't name names, who right. say, right. I don't go on Facebook. It's depressing. Yeah. So if that, if the value proposition on the use case is got some like 1% toxicity or something, where like over time people are going to say like, nah, I don't want to use it anymore. Then it doesn't matter how they're going to burn through the whole world. Every online user can be on Facebook, but over time it's going to 
trend down in my yeah. view uh I, I would think you know and I because you know. i i do think that if there is such a negative connotation now is it the fact that but i guess one of the arguments would to that would be is that a facebook specific problem or is that a cultural and facebook's just reflecting what people are doing culturally at the moment uh, you know if it's like dumpster fire everyone's complaining and blah 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 and it's very very combative and argumentative and all that kind of stuff. is that maybe that's a facebook inherently into social media itself but is it more reflective of culturally where we're at and is it going to be a reaction to that mentality that people or, to dump that or did facebook make the culture in the us the way it is exactly um, I think the question in my mind is, is Facebook's core attributes, like if you just think about what Facebook does, it's basically a yeah. conversation, a typing based conversation model, relational, it, that's what it's based on, right? Yeah. So Instagram's not based on that. You know, Instagram's basically just like, you like the photo, you like the video, yeah. and it's not a conversation intensive. And I, you know, I just wonder if the social media version of reality that's conversation intensive is basically got too much toxicity in it and that it's going to decline and then instagram or pinterest or other sort of social media light type engagement sites are going to stay lo healthier longer um yeah. and you know that's because you youtube's another example youtube is not yeah. a conversation intensive even if you consider it a social media site um, it's just not the same sort of user engagement, uh, methodology. And so, so I, again, back to the that question of long-term right. value of Facebook, uh, you know, they'll be fine as a company cause they own WhatsApp and messenger and Instagram, and they'll probably buy some more stuff along the way. But in terms of Facebook as a social media site, uh, I think it's in long-term perpetual decline. That's not going to be recoverable. I think it will be ultimately relegated to the myspace category and that's my theory um yeah. and I, you know i i yeah no i can totally see that i still think that they have the ability to make obviously corrective correct of course yeah they can they can they, can they could fix it and, and i think that they could they could start to test and i don't know if they will be able to but i think that they will yeah. probably try or they're just going to let it do what it's going to do and be what it's going to be and focus their attention on scaling and growing platforms like Instagram, exactly. which would probably account for, you know, I think Instagram will probably by 2020 account for like 70% we'll of their ad growth, yeah. Like, yeah. like in terms of new money and new right. revenue. So it is something very, very strategic to what they want to do. But yeah, I mean, then, then the argument comes back to what you made in the article. Is it going to be like the yellow pages of, of the 20th century because yeah. that in essence yellow pages they're still around and people still get them delivered and and use them i guess i don't know i haven't used one in a long time so yeah. they're still there but will that sort of be the way that facebook exists um online yeah the, the question that i think a lot of people are wondering is is it just did facebook win and therefore it's the it is the default social media platform of the world like google is the default browse mm -hmm. you know like search engine right. of the world and and you know because some of these things are winner take all markets and if sure. if that's true and if facebook does actually maintain its social media you know like the one 
the one social media site in the world that everyone's on, then good for them. That would be amazing. I don't believe that's going to happen. I think people use it and stop using it and they stop using it for specific reasons. It's depressing. It's too much stress, too much argumentative stuff. It's too much geo bragging from, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic, but the, all of the attributes of social cultural stuff that happened on, Insta, on, on uh, Facebook, where it, it is, it is a ton of positioning yeah. of yourself and geo bragging. And um, it just brings out these, those weird attributes in people, let alone the political stuff. And I mean, one yeah. of the best days of my life was when I figured out how to, unfollow any content from i won't say which uh political party but anything published by you know a certain political party uh you could just block it all in your facebook and I, once i learned that i was like well at least that helps um yeah. but you know it's just like um yeah these this is a question and so for marketers the question is what do you do in my article basically the question is what is your plan b like if you in the last 10 years built all of your social media marketing around Facebook and it's been a lot, a lot of marketers, I mean, I'll be honest, a lot of the people we work with just blow money on Facebook ads. Yeah. It's just right. a complete flush down the toilet and without uh, monetization metrics that make sense in the absence right. of any proof of success, they will immediately gravitate to just trying to spend money on Facebook. And sometimes we just have to say like, stop that, like stop. Yeah. You're spending $500 a week and you're making $100 a week and you continue to do that week after week after week after week. Like stop doing that, you know? So it's just, it's like, but it's like the, it's such the easy, obvious thing to do. Right. Um, And it is remarkably easy to do, to spend money on advertising on Facebook. So good for them for that. but as a marketer, the question is, what's the plan B? And, you know, obviously my Instagram book is just coming out, revised and expanded. Uh, previous to that, I had written Pinterest power uh, and YouTube marketing power. I was never against Facebook. It, I just I never wrote a book about it because there was no need in the market for more books about Facebook. Um, yeah. But I just never had the use case in my mind that uh, Pinterest or Instagram or YouTube does for marketing purposes uh, in the same way. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think just looking at it from a big perspective too, stepping back, Facebook still works as an advertising platform for sure. Of course, sure, sure. But it's much more expensive and harder to target. One of the reasons why it's harder to target is they actually removed a bunch of the targeting stuff after Cambridge Analytica and all that snafu. So they actually stripped out a bunch of targeting options. So that you know, hurts the marketer and just in over overall the cost per the, um, the CPMs, the cost per impressions are like double than what they were even a few years ago. So that makes it more challenging. And the reason why people are spending more money is because it's costing them more, but they're not adjusting their, uh, their funnels, their strategies appropriately as it matures. It's very similar to how Google was at the beginning, right? When AdWords, you could make a lot of money. You just spend, spend, spend because you had such cheap cost per impression that right. you could make it profitable. And Facebook was very much that same way. Now, as it matures as a platform, that the competition is much higher. So therefore, sure. you pay more and you have to have more robust strategies, deeper pockets, and be more sophisticated yeah. in your approach. With that said, 
I do think there are other opportunities for marketers to to get cheaper cost per impressions. They can kind of go back. I think, you know, obviously you mentioned Instagram and, and that and that has been proven to be a very, very lucrative uh, yeah. channel and strategy for marketers to, to master. And you should be focusing on at least at least exploring using Instagram in your business and how do you scale that? How do you do that? And your book really outlines, you know, step-by-step uh, step, walking people through how you do yeah. it and also interviews with people that are absolutely crushing it. And so that, that's really cool. I think, um, I think YouTube right now also has a pretty good value prop for marketers in terms of just CPM and value and some of the stuff that you can stack into that through. for paid ads. Yeah, sure. For, for paid ads. And then yeah. um, obviously we've done our influencer marketing masterclass as well. Yeah. And I think influencer yeah. marketing might be the best deal currently in order to gain um, social media exposure and, if you're, and you, if you're paying for it but you're you're paying for it at such a level that you can scale into it with such low risk yeah test you can really begin to develop your skill set around it, it uh, and without spending a massive amount like you would in advertising because yeah. to be honest 98 percent i don't know i mean it's high of all marketing campaigns you start out losing money sure, because you don't have the data. So you have to actually go into it knowing for a fact, I'm going to lose money for month one, month two, maybe month three. If I, you know, I'm pretty quick in optimizing and testing and getting that stuff. It might take me three months before I have a, an actual campaign that's profitable. Right. So the question is, how many of you e-commerce sellers are willing yeah. to, to go three months in the red and and test in, to, in order to gain a campaign that lets you to right. do that? And so you might get a month in and be like, ah, I'm spending too much money. Or you know, you're not making the right tweaks in your yeah. campaigns and you're not really actually testing it at a high level. And so you never really hit that at that point. So those are the things that I think about when I think about Facebook today. But in terms of even overall, this traffic growth um, or lack of traffic growth. I think I read an article that said that Facebook's web traffic continues to even go down. Like their actual mm -hmm. web traffic went yeah. from like 8.5 billion visits to 4.7, yeah. uh, which is crazy. I mean, that's a huge decline. Massive decline. And, yeah. and so some people are like, well, you know, mobile apps are part of that, you know, thing as well. And I'm like, yeah, that's true, but that's still a pretty decent, uh, massive decline in, in actual website traffic. So the people who are making the, the people who are trying to justify or deny or make an argument against money. those uh, statistical facts that keep coming up related to yeah. Facebook are generally speaking social media marketer so they would have trainings on Facebook or they have an ad based you know training on Facebook or they're in the business of yeah. you know sort of Facebook as the industry um, yeah. and I and I think so you know you, you just have to take their commentary with a, a dose of you know whatever um, reality um, I mean obviously I, my book is on Instagram so I want people to learn about Instagram so obviously that's my you know sort of side motivation in some ways in terms of comparing and contrasting but I don't think I'm wrong I, I don't yeah. think it, I think it's undeniable that Facebook is in some weird declining kind of space um, and the question is what where it's gonna ultimately whittle down to fizzle down to you know I think there's something, you know, in uh, crypto 
uh, world where, you know, we, you and I have geeked out for a while is there's something called a flippening where people talk about when Ethereum will uh, basically take over the leadership position uh, compared to Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you look at the shareaholic data and you see the referral traffic from Pinterest and Facebook, if you look at the charts, you can see it in the article, there is this long-term growth trend for Pinterest and this declining line for Facebook. And my theory is when those cross and when Pinterest starts referring more traffic to websites than Facebook does, it's like gonna be the flippening in terms of the marketers and the people who are talking about you know, traffic strategies and they're gonna, it's gonna be undeniable you know, sort of proof that Pinterest is this sleeper, uh, you know, opportunity because there's just so many people who just outright just ignore it, deny it, don't use it, make an excuse as to why. Uh, And yet when you look at the referral traffic stats, it is, it is Pinterest versus Facebook right now. And they're in a death match and Pinterest is rising and Facebook is declining. Um, That'll be very interesting, you know, when that happens. So I think right now it's something or this, the latest data was something like 7.5% of all internet traffic is driven by Pinterest and 18% or something about that uh, is driven by Facebook, but that's from a high of like 30. So it's like on this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I also saw something. It was, I think it was last summer where YouTube's total traffic numbers like bumped uh, Facebook because for the longest time it was Google and Facebook during like overall monthly right. visitor traffic and YouTube creeped above uh, Facebook uh, mm-hmm. last summer and then and actually Amazon creeped above Yahoo last mm-hmm. summer too mm-hmm. so like Yahoo as a search was going out like Amazon's like two billion monthly visits which, which is crazy. so weird to think that Yahoo is still even in that like yeah conversation but yeah. Oh yeah, so, they're, so they're, it's really yeah. interesting how that goes. And then obviously the king of yeah. monthly traffic is still Google with fifteen, sure. six, almost yeah. sixteen billion or something. Yeah. Right? It was a huge number. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. It is, and the question is for marketers: where do you, what are you going to learn and grow into? You know, um, and it, you know, there's nothing worse than trying to figure out how to do yellow page optimizing yellow right. page ads. Mm-hmm. When yellow pages are literally like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so, so, yeah. so out of favor. And so, you know, for people who are really spending time and energy trying to learn Facebook uh, right now, I, I, it's not that bad yet. I mean, it's not to the point, same point, but give it another couple of years. And it could be where really, if you're learning Facebook strategies, you're just frankly, so late to the party. It's sort of like, you know, go find and find the new thing. and. Yeah. Uh, learn it so yeah i'm i wonder if facebook will sort of become okay i have to do i have to set up my facebook business page blah blah blah, in order to really execute well on instagram since they're it's so well integrated it's like okay i'm I'm doing our instagram stuff and that's where we're spending most of our time and to some extent that's not true since instagram is very mobile focused right Um, the people who are crushing on instagram and you know they don't care about facebook page but maybe big, bigger brands or people that want to run ads and stuff like that. Yeah. And maybe like, okay, well, we have to do our Facebook, but we're really just going to 
poured over our Instagram content and just put yeah. it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, it also depends, I think, too, on your demographic. Like if you are going after yeah. like yeah. 45, 55, 65 year olds. Facebook's your place. You should, you should be spending a lot of time and money on Facebook, right? And right. focused on that. So it's not, that's not, so I, that, that does play into yeah. it right now. But I mean, it's very similar. Like it, it's a, the standard product uh, life cycle, right? Like that's you've right. got the exponential growth of Facebook and then it starts to flatten out and then it goes into decline. And it'll be interesting if they see Instagram as sort of the next evolution of that curve. Of course they do. Or is there, which is why they bought them, right? Like they, yeah. they, totally, they totally saw it. They're smart people. And will they then just let that, plateau out continue to decline and not really worry about it as a product or are they going to try to re-engage that product and sort of try to jumpstart its growth again or are they just going to continue now what they might end up doing is just continue to acquire new technologies as they roll out because they have a whole boatload of money it's not like that they're poor and as instagram continues eventually instagram's going to hit the plateau and it's going to go into the decline and there'll be the next sort of level of technology that's out there whether that's you know 3D, or like complete virtual reality, you know, or whatever is the next sort of phase to this, uh, this tech and social media and how we interact with technology. That will be interesting to see if Facebook is there to buy it up or, or maybe even start it. They may, they may be like working on it currently. So the quarterly call that they most recently did, I think the highlights related to sort of their near term hopes was, uh, groups, you know, and, and, you know, really the, the, construction of group uh, management and uh, usage is really sort of the highest value proposition. And that's been true for a couple of years. And I think they just, they've realized that's the way in which you're going to keep people engaged as in, uh, you know, affinity groups that make most logical sense. Um, And then the other one that I think they're really trying to invest into is the marketplace sales e-commerce opportunity on, on the site, which really would give them, sort of a reason to exist beyond, I mean, you know, if they could um, become the de facto Craigslist replacement and have that baked into Facebook, that gives them a long opportunity that does look more like e-commerce and less like social media. And in, in my view, if they can make that work, um, that could be a game-changing pivot. And really, Facebook, as we know it, would be declined. It would think of it more like a Craigslist that's pretty, that has you know more individual accounts uh, exposed, et cetera, et cetera. Right. To me, that, that might be the smartest possible long-term yeah. pivot because yeah. uh, you know, Craigslist online selling stuff isn't going away anytime soon. And you know, and Craigslist has been sort of a, you know, dumpster fire for a long time, just in terms of the, it's amazing that people use it so much. It just proves the value proposition. But in terms of the aesthetic and the quality of it as a tool, I think Facebook could destroy, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, you know, those are interesting conversations for maybe its future direction, you know. So. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. I think that, and, and you've seen that sort of, or at least, so I just sort of basically taught our class on Facebook Marketplace uh, a couple of weeks ago. And we talked yeah, about yeah. the growth of that marketplace over the last few years. And Do now, you have the stats? Is it huge? 
Uh, it's significant growth. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was big. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I do remember that uh, in the last, I think it was, maybe it was in, even in the, the conference, like, so Facebook kind of does like their big, yeah, here's what, here's what we're doing. That's cool thing. And Zuckerberg was highlighting marketplace in terms yeah. of growth and uh, user adoption and all that kind of stuff. So if the value proposition of the site ultimately turns into local merchant, you know, lo local commerce, mm -hmm. then, you know, that's a whole different animal. And I think most people would feel great that the political rants, geo bragging, and, you know, just whatever normal other social posts that just get literally exhausting. Uh, you know, I think people yeah. would be glad to see those go, go by the wayside. I mean, it, it's, just, it's just interesting behavior when you give people a publishing platform. You know, like for us in the last week, I said to Cinnamon yesterday, man, when it snows in Seattle, every one of my 1500 friends becomes a weatherman. And all I see is like, there's snow outside our window. I'm like, I know everyone in Seattle does not need to post the same exact right. things on their Facebook feed, but yeah, it's human nature, you know, it's like, right. that's what they use it for because it's just there for that. And they're fascinated by the snow falling out their window and want to share it with the world. But at the end of the day, all those people in Seattle, you have got to be on Facebook thinking, is this all there is to Facebook in the last week is pictures of snow on our, I mean, you know, so uh, anyway, I'm, I'm fascinated by that kind of social behavior aspect of it too, you know? So. Yeah. With no disrespect to any photos you shared related to the snow. So uh, I don't think I shared any. So. <laughs> I might I, I might have sent a video to my mom <laughs> who was, didn't have any snow, and I was like, "Hey, look, it's snowing," and it was about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, good chat, man. So thank you for asking yeah. me about the article. We'll link it to uh, the blog here as we embed this video. Um, and uh, love to have people check it out. If you disagree with my premise. Uh, then that's totally fine. I want, and it's worthy of the, the conversation and the debate. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, and then of course, you know, as it relates to Instagram coming out, Instagram Power, uh, we'll have a link to that as well. Love to have you pick up a copy of the book, all of our latest Instagram strategies, techniques, uh, interviews, that kind of thing. So good times, man. Good times. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. All right, buddy. Yep. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The E-Commerce Leader. Hey, don't forget to subscribe because when you do, you'll get notified. And next time you log into your podcast player, you'll see our latest episode nestling at the top of your lists. Thanks again for listening.